to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. One more day. That's all we have to wait for. Saints fans, I'm feeling feeling better than I was perhaps earlier in the week and especially after that Bills game. I think the Saints not the four-game losing streak. I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, we'll get you ready for that tomorrow on the show. We'll absolutely focus on Saints and Cowboys. Maybe we might even hear from Marlon and see how he's doing it or not, whatever. We'll, we'll have a little fun with that. Pels get back into action tonight. Can can he win another game? Can 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 maybe they go instead of winning three or four, four or five? The Dallas Mavericks tonight, right here on ESPN New Orleans as well, over at the SKC. And literally in a matter of moments, Brian Kelly will address the media for the first time as head coach of the LSU Fighting Tigers. Jordan is on it. And we will have the opening statement and a couple of his responses here, hopefully this hour. But you know what day of the week it is. Uh oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what the camel Wednesday hump day is what it is. It is. Shot Chain the Digital Underground at Coach Sean of the Titans. In a much better mood. In a much better mood yesterday. Spoke for 13 minutes. Oh my goodness. He detailed what it's like to be going through what Taysom Hill is to an extent. Plantar fasciitis. We'll touch on that and what's dry needling. And to all the ladies, peace and humpiness forever. Ay, yay, yay. It involves a towel, and it's not for a headrest, as he thought when he walked into the training room. Because <laughs> if you remember, Sean Payton tore his plantar fascia. That that massive tendon on the bottom of your feet. If you've ever had plantar fasciitis, you know what I'm talking about. I have. Not to that extent. It's never been torn from the bone. Uh, Drew Brees did. Both Coach and Drew have talked to Taysom about how to deal with it. But I'll play that by coming up, detailing... Which just doesn't sound like a pleasant, pleasant thing, right? So, anyway, uh, LSU head coach Brian Kelly, as I said, is getting set to speak and address to me for the first time as head coach. He apparently talked to the team yesterday after arriving. There is photographic evidence of that happening. And, yeesh, as you see, last night, the college football playoff new rankings came out. And, again, we touched on it yesterday. It was a storyline, right? It was a storyline, leaving a team that possibly could be in the college football playoff and have a shot at playing for a national championship and leaving because of the timing. So that was a storyline. Well, the, uh, Notre Dame's still six in the college football playoff rankings. They got one more to go. It'll be Sunday after, of course, all of the conference title games. And as I mentioned yesterday, teams one, two, three, four, and five all are involved in conference title games. Georgia, one, Michigan, two, Alabama, three, Cincinnati, four, Oklahoma State, five. They're all in conference title games. Bama and Georgia will play one another. If the Tide win, I have a hard time believing that you're going to leave Georgia out. 
Michigan taking on Iowa, Cincy taking on Houston, Oklahoma State taking on Baylor. So there's a good chance that somebody in that top five might lose. Well, one will, Bama or Georgia, if Alabama loses, right? Here's the thing, Notre Dame's not playing anybody. So it's going to be hard to kind of move them up, but there's a chance. Anyway, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is because literally yesterday, at the end of announcing their ranking, it actually said, it actually said that one of the considerations why they left Notre Dame out and can't move them up is because of a team perhaps missing key players or coaches. Probably a bitter pill for those players to swallow. Knowing they are 11 and 1, and literally the committee said, eh, well, you know, you don't have a head coach. Their AD left the meetings over in Dallas this morning. Heather Dinich reporting for ESPN in order to meet with Marcus Freeman. Is it to offer him the head coaching job? Is it to negotiate and keep him? Because we know Brian Kelly is trying to get him to be the defensive coordinator at LSU. Many, many Notre Dame fans would love Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, to be moved up to the head coach for the Irish. No previous head coaching experience. Would the Irish do that? Would they do that because of maybe the timing, the continuity, having somebody within the locker room move up? I don't know. My, all I'm saying is it, that's, that's a target of Brian Kelly, the offensive coordinator. It's a target of Brian Kelly. The AD left Dallas and South Bend to probably try to retain those coaches, if not maybe even promote them. I don't know. So that's in the background. Like I said, also Brian Kelly is about to speak. We'll have that when he does as well. We'll continue to take your phone calls and thoughts on that. 800-998-1003. As you can imagine, the people in South Bend a little salty. A little salty. I saw a photographer yesterday posted a picture of Brian Kelly um, doing the old number one with the middle finger. And apparently it's towards his own sideline. And literally the photographer said... Um, It was just a little odd. Right. And it, it was essentially that he, he was holding back this photo for eight years. And now he wants to, you know, release it to let everybody know who he really is. And uh, anyway, so like I said, it is, there's two sides, right? On one side, really. And on the other side, welcome to the boot state. So we'll hear what he has to say. And we'll play that here coming up as well. As we mentioned, Pelicans taking on the Mavericks tonight. Dallas, a three-point favorite. 7 o'clock is your tip-off. Pels have won three of four. Playing nice. Looking good. And, you know, let's see what happens today. Tomorrow, it's the expected practice day for Zion Williamson. Shoot-arounds wrapped up. We'll see if we can get some uh, thoughts from head coach Willie Green on that. Or some other players here as well. And as we said yesterday, in the world of the New Orleans Saints, it was their last day to be available, and it was their last day to get ready, essentially, walk through today, and then game tomorrow. Taysom Hill was made available. Now, head coach Sean Payton was asked, will Taysom Hill be your starting quarterback? Um, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I want to see how Taysom's doing tomorrow. Obviously, we're trying to get him back off of this foot and – you know, it'll be uh, either he or Trevor. Okay, it'll be either he or Trevor. He's been taking snaps as QB1 
My guess is if he's healthy and ready to go, Taysom Hill is your starter for the remaining of the season. I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. The fact that he hadn't played a snap in two games in which the Saints offense has struggled. He's not healthy. Hasn't been healthy. They were pretty open yesterday in discussing what's up with the foot, how it happened, and the process of it, and what they've been doing with it. And it's 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 affected them. I mean, there's no other way to look at it on that. Here's Coach Payton. It happened to Tennessee, and he's gradually gotten better each each week. Um, you know, it takes a minute. And, you know, last week when that topic was, was brought up, um, it, you know, I just knew it wouldn't be right to put him back there in, 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 like in the shape his foot was in at that time. It's gotten better. Um, I'm going to see how tomorrow goes. we got a lot of time before we play. So, um We'll kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill. Uh, yep, yeah, it was against Tennessee. Um, I caught a ball, and my foot was up, and I went to explode forward, and it just popped. Ooh, it just popped. It does, does not sound good, does it? Um, man, if you've ever had any issues, you know, I, you always either you're seen in military movies, if you know anybody in the military, they'll tell you one of the most important things ever is your feet, right? You can't do anything if you're if something's wrong with your feet. And obviously, when you're an athlete, your feet are kind of important. And if you're him, your feet are kind of important. If you've ever had plantar fasciitis, it is just, it does, man. When it acts up, that's why, legitimately, I, I have Brooks, New Balance, you know, I, I need padding on my feet. You, you wear anything flat, it will act up, and you can't, like, needles. And I'm not an athlete, right? And it, I didn't pop it or tear it. It just acts up because you have whatever your foot is the way it is. Or based off of an injury. Now, Sean Payton and Drew Brees had theirs tear off the bone, as they would say. And Sean Payton yesterday detailed. And it was, and listening to, to Coach Payton talk about the dry needle. And it's a procedure, right, that he has had to do here here you go he did he had he his was fully torn um let's talk about drew and it just gradually comes back sometimes it's an area that that um there's not a lot of blood flow to that area so sometimes you, you do some things that can that can bring it back quicker um i had the same thing in training camp doing some silly thing on the field and it took me you know for me now again you know someone in their 50s it was like forever it felt like <laughs> but I know that at that time Bo said you know we're going to dry needle it and um, and Drew said he goes hey it, it really helps he said but it'll be the most painful thing you've ever experienced and I'm like oh <laughs> so I go into the training room and there's that towel rolled up. You usually lean back and put your head on. And uh, I said, Bo, all good? He said, yeah, you're going to need the towel. And I'm like, he goes, no, you're going to need the towel to bite. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so I put the towel (laughs) in my mouth and they proceeded to put, you know, five needles that go into the heel, basically 
to the bone, um, and I needed the towel. It was <laughs> so. That was the worst news. The, the news that got worse after that was you needed to repeat it two or three times, and I just remember just like dreading. But what that did was, you know, create a little bit more trauma to that area. Brings blood flow. It helped. It helped me a lot. Uh, I don't think he's had to do that. Um, he's in a little bit better shape than I am. That sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds. I'm already not a fan of needles. That sounds absolutely awful. I mean, when literally they someone has to tell you, you might want to bite on that. I mean. That, that sounds like archaic type stuff, right? I'm thinking like the scene in Star Trek where Bones goes, you know, what kind of medicine y'all are practicing? Every Think about that. Hey, coach, here's a nice fresh towel. <laughs> Bite. <laughs> Is there no way if we not found a way to maybe numb that foot or something? I, I, yeah. Anyway, Hill was asked, has he had to dry needle yet? Uh, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Um, I think uh, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, you know, I've obviously, I've learned a lot about this injury over the last little bit. And, um, I had a partial, which after learning about it, I think they, they said you'd rather have a full tear. So I think that's been what we've been working through, um, in terms of pain management and tolerance. And, um, so that's been the challenge. And I I think we're just getting to a point where I'm going to be dealing with pain and, it's just getting to the point where it doesn't limit, you know, functionality. That's the key. That word there, limit. And, and as I said, I, I just, there's no way Sean is happy, obviously, with three quarters of football and no points. I mean, it, for him to not have taken a snap. I mean, the only logical deductive reasoning was that he's not healthy. He's injured. Hill yesterday was like, look, I, I'm hampered by it, right? I think, obviously, everyone everyone plays a the game a little bit differently um you know i can tell you the last couple of weeks you know i i probably would have been limited if if i would have had to go in and play um but we knew that going into it um so yeah for sure i think um this probably affects me more than than other players so it is what it is. And again, the good thing about it is hopefully he's getting healthier and we will see him play because this is his opportunity. Let's be honest, right? He's going to start if he's healthy the rest of the way. We'll have more from Hill, more from Coach coming up. First, let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. As you know, it's coming soon to Louisiana. Uh, mobile betting, however you'd like to do it from your couch, your car, in between segments. I, I'm going to have to make sure Jordan pays attention. Bottom line is this. You want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, okay? Brand new. They have it out there. I've been telling you about that for the last couple of weeks as we thought it was going to be towards the end of November. Raphael says there's a delay. He doesn't know why there's a delay, but there's a delay. But it can be at any moment and at any time, okay, that it's going to happen. Here's what DraftKings wants to do. When you sign up before it goes live, that's the key, they're going to give you $100 in free bets just for signing up. And here's why Jordan's already done it. No deposit required. That's right. You do your login, boom, $100 in free deposits ready, I mean, free bets ready for you without making a single deposit or having to put up any money already. So you can bet it all on the Saints or whatever or, you know, Pels when it it goes live. You can do whatever you want. You're going to start out with 100 bucks just for signing up. 
And you have to put in the code LaRose, okay? L-A-R-O-S-E, LaRose. Download the app. The code's LaRose. Away you go. 100 bucks will be waiting for you for you to start your, your betting process when it goes live. I'll let you know, I promise, when it goes live. When we come back, we'll hear from quarterback Taysom Hill. See what I did there? And also head coach Sean Payton and Mark Ingram as well. Let's maybe have him back ready to go. He'll tell you how he feels as we're just getting underway. Brian Kelly's just walked into the room, so we'll have Brian Kelly sound soon as well for you. He is meeting the media and formally being introduced as the next head coach for your LSU Fighting Tigers. You're listening to the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Chef John Foles for Camellia Bay. The recipe for success starts with good people. The folks developing Camellia Bay, I've known them for 15 years, and they're good people who are generous and always giving back. Donating over $90 million to local charities. In just days after Hurricane Ida, they stepped up and led a million-dollar effort so North Shore families could have water, ice, and hot meals. They care, and they show it. Vote yes on Camellia Bay. Paid for by North Shore Winds. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, I always prepare, always work, always prepare to be able to, you know, carry low whatever's asked of me and uh, confident that I can do that if called upon. Ooh, I like that. That is running back Mark Ingram. Said he's absolutely ready to go. Speaking of, he probably thought he could have gone on Thursday, but out of abundance of precaution, didn't. Um, the short week he feels was the reason. I feel like I was good to you know good to go. You know what I mean? But it was a short week, short turnaround, and I think uh, you know the bigger picture, just being able to you know go the whole season and not have something just continuously nag me you know for the rest of the season 
So uh, I'm thankful that we have a great training staff and, you know, good coaching staff who have my best interest in heart, you know. So I'm thankful for them. So that's a good sign, right, that, that he is coming back for that. As far as the injury report yesterday on Tuesday, following players did not practice. Caden Ellis, Tano Passanow, Marcus Davenport, Teron Armstead, they didn't practice. They haven't practiced all week. My guess is they're probably not going to play. Alvin Kamara was limited Monday and Tuesday. Let's see if he plays or do they give him another week to rest. Ryan Ramchek, he was limited Monday, not good news, did not practice yesterday. So, again, you could be without your starting two tackles. Taysom Hill, Mark Ingram, Paulson Adebo, Andrew Dowell, all were full go. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, who earlier in the week they've been saying in reports out of Dallas is they may take it easy on him and they may not play him so he can rest a, a knee issue. He's been full go Monday and Tuesday. So something to think of. C.D. Lamb coming back from a concussion also. Full participation on Monday and Tuesday. Such an injury report yesterday. Today we'll get who's out, who's not. Things of that nature. So back to Mark Ingram, though. His health and how he's going, it's kind of something where this team really needs him right now, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's extremely difficult. Um, I did everything I could to, you know, get myself prepared. Uh, I felt like I was in a position where I was close to being able to play, but, um, you know, she wanted me to have a little bit more time to recover on a short week, so I feel good, and, you know, obviously when you want to help your team, you know what I mean? It sucks to be able to have to, have to watch from the sidelines. And um, especially, you know, when you want to be able to help and you feel like you're, you know, capable of being able to help and make a difference. So it sucks being able to sit. It sucks having to sit out and watch. But um, I'm healthy. I feel good um, and ready to go this week. One of the reasons that I thought it was a nice move, especially, you know, compensation, just in general, to bring him back from the Texans, What's because he's been here when this team won. This team had opportunities to to win bigger games and play in big games alongside Drew. You saw him become a leader. And really, I don't know, the agreement kind of transformed. I mean, he was a guy that for the most part for a while, not a lot of Saints fans kind of dug for a bit, right? And I remember him clearly, right, just um, complaining about touches and things of that nature. And then he kind of morphed really over one off season into a leader. And you saw, especially when the saints brought in Alvin Kamara, I mean, he was a mentor. I mean, he became a team leader. He was a guy that changed momentum with a run. And you hear him yesterday talking about where this team is right now. The question, what kind of confidence level does this team have after losing four straight? We, I think every single person on our team, you know, we're just confident in each other. We're confident in, uh, you know, our guys and what we have to do out, do out there and compete. And obviously when you have your guys getting healthy and being back on the field, I think that just brings, you know, a little more urgency, a little bit more excitement. I'm not saying that you're less excited when you're not there, but, you know, when you get your guys healthy and you get your guys back on the field and guys are getting going, um, I think that makes everybody more excited, you know. So um, it's good to have guys getting healthy, turning the corner, because uh, we need all hands on deck. Well, that's interesting. Um, 
Brian Kelly just said, he says they got they got picture taking and things to do. He's not taking any questions. It looks like so he gave an opening statement and it looks like he has walked off the podium. <laughs> I'm going to reserve my comments for when we actually hear from him in a quick second. Anyway, back to Mark Ingram. So the the team having that confidence and I think having him be one of those leaders right now as well is very key right now. I I think this team can can make its way to the playoff. I do. Got to turn things around. and got to win. They're still in there. Now, again, the thing is, Okay, now he's going back. Okay, I got you. So he was taking pictures with the MLSU jersey with his name. Now he's. Ta- I was going to say that that's incredibly awkward. If Brian Kelly would have literally just walked out there not taking a single question, so now he is fielding questions. It's live on ESPN. Jordan's monitoring it. We will have it here um, as soon as he wraps up. But I, I like this aspect of it because again, Taysom Hill's the QB. I know Trevor was as well. I know Cam Jordan's a team leader. But to have just another voice that is positive is we still got this. The Saints are in the picture. They're five and six. It's the same record as the the last team, which is Washington, in the playoff standings right now. Get some wins. I think you can get that seven spot. And he kind of had a message. Yeah, I just know what this culture and what this organization, what this team is built on. It's built on tough guys who, you know, pride themselves in – you know, preparing and playing to their best ability to help the team, you know, not being selfish. And um, I think when you have selfless, a selfless team, a team that believes in each other from top to bottom, um, the culture of this team, fighters, overcoming adversity, next man up attitude, next man up mentality, and there's no excuses, you know what I mean? You have to be able to put your best foot forward regardless of the circumstances. And I think that's, you know, what gives me courage and confidence uh, with, the, with our team going forward. And one of the other things with Mark Ingram that he touched on, I'll get to Jack here in a quick second, is I like this, right? It's it's go time. It's it. it it's no nonsense. No BS. Yeah, um, I think there's a number of teams, you know what I mean, where you, you might go on a little skid, three games, two games, four games, but you just have to try to do your best to stop it, you know, not live in the past, but focus on the next game, focus on the next opponent. And go out there and try to get that one. You know what I mean? You got to get one before you can get two, before you can get three. You know what I mean? So got to focus on this game, this team, this game plan. And, you know, we just all have to just go out there, have confidence in each other, have to play to the best of your ability. You never know what game, you, I mean, you never know what play throughout the game is going to make the difference of the game. There's always a handful of plays that make the difference. So every single person has to be able to be on point, every single play, every single snap execute at a high level because you never know when your play is going to make the difference in the game. So, um, yeah, we just got to stay focused, got to stay encouraging each other, got to stay believing in one another, and get this thing going on the right page. So important to have him in that locker room right now, isn't it? Jack, thank you for calling us, sir. How are you today? Gosh, let me call you back. <laughs> There's an ambulance next to me. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> well, that's better than I thought he was getting pulled over. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. But I do think, buddy, I, I don't think we've ever had anybody running from the law live on the air. You know, it's good to know. It's, well, not good to know. I mean, obviously, if somebody's in an ambulance, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was concerned that Jack was running from the law. That's all. Anyway. 
So Mark Ingram was asked the difference that Taysom Hill can make, especially at the quarterback position. His thoughts. I mean, energy, physicality, and execution, that's huge. And those are three factors of the game that never change. You have to have energy, you have to have physicality, and you have to be able to execute. And, you know, Taysom's a great player, man. And he, you know, brings a different dynamic to the game um, with his ability to throw, his ability to run. Um, just a special athlete, a good quarterback. And obviously, if he's ready to play, I think um, – we're all excited about that. You know, we're excited about whoever we got to line up with. And um, that's what we do, man. Whoever's available, whoever is ready to roll, that's who we roll with. And that's who we um, that's who we go fight with. And that's who we try to get a win with. All right. Jack, once again, Jack, thank you for calling us back. I was just, I was happy that you were not running from the law. No, Gus, thanks. No, I hope the guy in the ambulance is okay. <laughs> I was stuck in traffic, and the I was stuck in traffic, and the people in front wouldn't move, and, and he was right next to me. But anyway, you don't need to know that. Um, look, um, I, I love I love the Brian Kelly high for LSU. I, uh-huh. I don't think that uh, I don't think that they could have done. I don't think they dreamed they could do better than that. And um, uh, but but you had a fledgling caller from from a really small school in Austin, Texas, yesterday call uh-huh. you and tell you why he can't do it. Now, if Lester, if Lester and Coach O can win national championship at LSU, I think Brian Kelly can do it. I could be wrong. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you know what? No, no matter how much money Texas has and no matter how much money they throw at the problem, they can never be, seem to be any more than mediocre in the, in the, in the, in the form of Big 12. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just think that's, that, that was a ridiculous phone call yesterday. But I'm going to stop criticizing them for a second, Gus. I have a question to ask you. Okay. What do you think it says? What do you think it says about college football that um, Brian Kelly's leaving them in that situation? He's been he. If they get in this time, this will be what two or three times in the playoff in, in a decade. And and he and one of the reasons he's leaving is because he he doesn't think he can be competitive at the very top level. He doesn't think he can beat Georgia or Alabama or whoever the, whoever the top team is. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't look at it from, from that perspective. Um, but that's what, that's what everyone's saying, right? That the only way to beat the SEC teams is to be in the SEC. I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I look at it like this. I just I have a hard yeah. time understanding, and I, and I do get it. I do get the academic restrictions. I understand it's South Bend over. Look, I was listening to Matt yesterday detail all the reasons, and he said he went in his freshman year to the Holy Cross College over there, and he's like, and I get it. Look, one of my best friends was a SID here at Tulane, Josh Bates, and we bring him on every now and then on the show. He's the SID for women's basketball in, in Notre Dame, and believe me, I get many a phone call, uh, Jack, FaceTimes Friday night, Saturday night, where he's bored out of his mind. Okay, I mean, I just, believe me, and that's right. accurate on what South Bend is like. I, I just, man, but it's Notre Dame, right? And I mean, he's won 113 games. You can recruit there. I, I just think again, the teams that he's lost to, either in the playoff or in the national championship game, are teams that win national championships, and it's not many. So, I, I think. Look, it's how you look at it. It's how you look at it, right? I mean, if, if if you're from the South Bend perspective, you're like, really? You can't win here? And if you're from the LSU perspective, it's, well, now he's going to have everything that he needs in order to do it. I, I, I don't know. It's how you look at it, I guess. Well, 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 well Gus, I don't, I don't necessarily think you have to be in the SEC to win. 
Because, look, Joe Burrow was a backup quarterback at Ohio State. At Ohio State. Okay? Clemson you, you, won. You, you can win. Yeah, no, no, right. I think there's Ohio State. There's maybe Michigan. There's Clemson. You yeah. know, there's a few. And maybe maybe there'll be USC after a few years. No, I mm-hmm. think there's other schools that can do it. But it's it's the very top cross the, uh, of these uni- of these conferences. Okay? So, so you can add teams to the playoffs. You can add all the teams you want. But I think money separates these teams. I mean, because because really, you're talking about Notre Dame. Notre Dame's probably in the top five percent in you know in terms of um of, of resources. Okay, what about the teams below them? Okay, if he doesn't feel Notre Dame can can compete at that level, what about the other 120 schools in the country? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put them in the playoffs, but you and you can watch a lot of 60 to 10 playoff games. Like I said, I. I, I want the expansion. I know they're they're baiting today. I think by the end of this meeting, they have to say yes. If not, it's tabled for a while. So, look, I it's my my thing with all of this, Jack, is simply it's the only sport where the right to play for a championship is debated and decided by people that aren't on the field. Does that make sense? Like right. I I don't understand yeah. that. If a team gets smoked. They'll, they get smoked. I mean, it, if, you know, I, I, to me, it just makes sense. Like, make it something as simple as if you win your conference, you get in, get a couple of at-larges, let that be the part that debates. But you should be, you should, it should be this decided on the field to play. Jack, I hear the music. I got to go. Thank you so much, bud, for your phone call. I'm glad Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep, for sure. Uh, Scott Prather, ESPN 1420, joins us next on ESPN New Orleans. Home health services in South Lafourche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, your wipers are streaking. It might be time for a new set. We've got a great deal to help you get the job done and be ready for the weather ahead. Right now, you can get a $15 AutoZone gift card by mail or email when you buy two Bosch Envision wiper blades. And we've got even more ways to shop. Just order online with our free same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Start your job today at AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of La Rose Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We're not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled, or business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within 30 days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308 La Rose. Thank you for listening. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. It's going to come down to the end for this Dallas Cowboy team. In my opinion, they're going to run away with this division. They're going to get a really good seeding in the playoffs. And they're going to be one of those teams that people who were sitting around waiting for the bottom to fall out over the last couple of years are going to probably have to eat their words. They are a really good football team. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with. TJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Well, Brian Kelly comments as he's addressing the media for the first time as head coach of your LSU Fighting Tigers here momentarily. Scott Prather will join us here in a quick minute as uh, he needs five minutes. So we will chat with him uh, shortly. One of the things I want to play, though, that I saw that I could not honestly believe I was seeing. You get it every now and then, and I don't know where it comes from. Well, I do sometimes. When you first started hearing Sean Payton, the Dallas stuff, I think a lot of it was his agent. Especially during those 79 seasons. I want to say two contract extensions came from the Sean could be... Heading to Dallas. Mind you, that their own coach. I think it was still Jason Garrett and stuff. And it was just odd to constantly hear that. Because if you follow and you cover the Saints, and you've been around Sean Payton enough, there's some things that I would be shocked about. And and leaving to go coach the Cowboys, I'd be shocked about. Not because of the prestige and organization. It's control. He has the highest level of control you can think of. He has a relationship with the general manager where he has a very big say, if not the say. And he has a relationship with the owner in which he is absolutely respected and it's probably what he want. Right? You are the guy here. You can lose some games. You can, I mean, again... We will start to talk about this over the next couple of years, but has it been disappointing that the Saints have had a Hall of Fame quarterback and only went to one Super Bowl? Again, you go to certain markets, that's a issue. Here, he will always be the Super Bowl winning coach, the best coach in the States, trusted Sean he can do and say whatever he wants to reporters. He can be as vague. And he 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 gets the clean slate. In Big D and other places, not so much. So I'm surprised. And I don't know where this is coming from. I just saw this on the sound bank, so I want to play it. And we'll let Scott hear it as I see him uh, pop in here. So we'll welcome you. Good afternoon, Scott Prather from ESPN 1420 Lafayette. How are you, sir? I'm good. And Sean isn't going anywhere. I, I know, but I... He, I, I'm just telling you, I just looked at the sound bank. It, it's Keyshawn Johnson. And again, yeah. I, did you hear this this morning? I haven't. Have you? I, I, I read about it. I have not heard it. Okay, well, I haven't heard it. All I know is the title of the soundbite is, Sean Payton is looking to move on from New Orleans. So I can't wait to hear this. This team is not the same team that it was two years ago. There's no Drew Brees. I mean, it's just a different feel. And these coaches in this league, man, you know, when something else is, looks better, they jump to it. And then when you start to look at some of the, the moves that could be made with franchises, maybe like the Giants got some players or the Cowboys. When he's playing against the Cowboys and you're thinking about he coached for the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys all of a sudden start to dissolve at a rapid rate, which means they're win a division and they're gone in the first round, now Jerry is forced to be like, yo, what the hell is going on? 
Now, all of a sudden, you got Sean Payton looking at Zeke and Pollard and C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper and Michael Parsons and Diggs. And you start looking at that stuff, and you go going to yourself, hmm, I've been in that area coaching before. You know, I've flirted with the possibility of the Cowboys before. Maybe this is the right time. Right, there it is. There it is. December 1st, 2021. I guess it starts now, Scott. Sean, Sean Payton's eyes in big <sighs> – how are you today, bud? What do you think of I that? I mean, we, we've been down this road before. It's just there's yeah. enough content out there that Keyshawn doesn't need to just throw that out there. But, listen, I'm sure you said it, Gus. Like, the Cowboys are Jerry Jones. That's what they are. And as mm-hmm. long as he's alive, he will be running the show. The Saints are owned by Gail Benson. Dennis Lauscher, Mickey Loomis, they have a lot of power. But who is the ultimate shot caller with the Saints? Who has the power? Mm-hmm. Who has the autonomy? Who loves you have all of those things. You covered mm-hmm. Sean for 15-plus years, guys. Yep. You have had one-on-ones with him. You have had interactions with him, some friendly, others not as friendly. But let's be honest, there is one common theme with Sean Payton through 15 years. Well, there's a few, but one is he runs the ship. Whoever is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, as long as Jerry Jones is alive, will never run the ship. Yeah, things are a little more difficult now. The Saints are in a transition phase. This is not Sean Payton saying, well, sorry, I'm going to pack my bags, get out of here. He above above the roster and all those other things. He loves having autonomy, and that's why I tell people who have hey, look. We, we've heard this for what ten years now. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, since they won the Super Bowl, maybe not quite ten, but like eight, seven, eight years. I mean, anytime something's bad, oh, is the coach on the hot seat in Dallas? Even though Jerry keeps coaches longer than people would expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's nothing new. He's not going anywhere. It's Scott, this new. morning on on Get Up, it's you know, is it Super Bowl or bust from the cow? I mean, that that's the kind of coverage, and you know this. He, that guy does not care for that kind of media coverage. He does he doesn't care for it. That ain't gonna fly in the bigger markets. And yeah, anyway, I've spent way too much time on it, but I saw that and I wanted to play it and, and be like, wow. Um, we've talked about the following, the next topic. For a while, we knew it was probably going to happen at some point. Billy Napier is now the head coach for the Florida Gators, will be. He's got a bit of business to take care of this weekend as they take on Appalachian State. What's the reaction been like in Lafayette? Gratitude. It's gratitude. Mm. You know, I think when you when you handle yourself the way that Billy Napier has over the last four-plus years and you treat everyone well, you build things the right way. Look, sometimes when a coach leaves a team, fans get a little sour. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm with the flagship for, you know, raising cases. I haven't, I haven't heard or talked to or interacted with one fan that was mad at him. Sure, they're, they would love for him to stay forever, right? I mean, but, but, you know, most fans are smart enough to understand that it was going to happen at some point with the success he was having and. Uh, you know, he, he came on my show Monday morning, first interview he did since, you know, the Florida announcement happened, and he was getting emotional just talking about the community, talking about, you know, the players meeting and his senior class and how it's difficult on the young players. And they had a little uh, coaches show Monday night and mm-hmm. the amount of people that came out just to thank him. Right. He, he's very he's very businesslike. I mean, I, I know the scared money don't make money things out there, and, and I'm sure Florida fans are going to have fun with it. But it's not like he's this sort of vibrant uh, guy that's going to give you all kind of crazy sound bites. That's just not it. It's meat and potatoes, let's get to work. And I think, you know, Monday night having to do a coach's show, he's he's thinking more like, 
right, how much time is this going to take? Is I got to get back and get back to preparation? And I think he kind of let his guard down and just enjoyed the moment for a minute and, and spent a little extra time with so many fans that came up and just, just thanked him. So I think when a coach leaves your school to go to another program, a P5, in this instance, leaving a group of five, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's not like that everywhere. And I think if he had not been um, as respectable as he was, and you know, practice what he preached. I don't. I don't think the reception would have been what it is. But because not only the fact that he won, but because of how he's done it the right way. And I don't say that about every single coach at UL, Gus. You know that, um, or every coach in general. But but I will say that about Billy Napier because he did it the right way. I think that's why the the overwhelming response has just been that of gratitude. Yeah, and again, you know, it's interesting and contrasting because when you spoke to him, was there ever any thought of not coaching the title game? Because the person that I've interviewed on Tuesdays would never even think about that, right? No, and he said he said in in his talks with Florida, they went to they interviewed him Tuesday of last week, and there had been interest there for a while, right? I mean, by the time you have a sit down interview, it's not like sure. it's the first time the agents talked or anything else, but. It was uh, it was it wasn't even a question. He said it was you know it was non negotiable. He was always coaching this game. As far as the bowl game and all signs have pointed to them likely going to the New Orleans Bowl. You know that's different. He said sure. it's to be determined, and I'm sure he wants to talk to Florida about it and then his team and everything else. But but this Saturday there was there was never a question. And he said, you know the the Florida stuff for this week that's that's out of the way. It's it's game week, and you know it's it's an it's an obstacle because. While he's going to Florida, and maybe he'll take some of his staff with him, I'm sure some. You know, when you're on a staff like that, Gus, you think of assistant coaches on a losing team. What about on a winning team yeah. when the coach is going somewhere? A lot of those guys, they don't know where they're going to be. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where their next job is. And so as your, as your assistant coaches, you're prepping for this week. A lot of times you'll have your phone off. Well, now you got to take those calls because that's <laughs> your future, right? That could yeah, be a point. job. So. Yeah. It's, I, I think the hard thing is I think the players, they, they know Billy's going to Florida. I don't think it's going to be difficult for them. I actually think prepping for a game when your coach is leaving in one of this magnitude, I think the more difficult, I think it's most difficult on the assistant coaches. Hey, since we started late, can I take a quick break and come right back to you? Let's do it. All right, quick break. Scott Prather and I will continue. Saints and Pels talk next. Don't go anywhere in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, and it won't be long until you can bet on all of your favorite sports from the comforts of your own home. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LaRose when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LaRose to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-877-70-STOP. 21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for Metel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back, and we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I will have Brian Kelly's thoughts and comments here shortly as we still continue to talk with uh, Scott Prather from ESPN 1420. Scott, are you still with us, bud? Hello, Scott? Hello, Scott? I hear you. Oh, cool. clear. Okay, got you. Um, so one of the things that uh, we obviously have been talking about the last several weeks is why we haven't seen Taysom Hill. And we kind of figured it's probably because he's probably hurt. And listening to he and Sean Payton detail the foot injury yesterday, you can see how and why he hasn't played. But it does look like every indication is tomorrow night, Scott, we, we will see him take snaps from under center or in the shotgun formation. You got to try something, you know, in uh, plantar fascia, that is just incredibly painful. I am uh, by no means a professional athlete. I, I dealt with a plantar fascia injury once when I was trying to train for a marathon, and he got the pain was so bad, guys, I had to use a cane for a week. So mm-hmm. uh, him playing on a, on a partially torn one as much as he wants to run and scramble, uh, and look, in the NFL, right, injections, other things before a game, numb it up. I'm, I'm sure they'll find ways, but I get I get why he's just been the emergency quarterback. And, right. And, and they need some kind of spark. I mean, I know people want to – look, Trevor Simeon had looked good the last two weeks, but, you know, he's also been dealing with playing with a, a, a Saints roster that when they try to – look, outside of Armstead and McCoy, when they announced the starters Thursday night, Gus, that – that it felt like the beginning of the, the fourth preseason, or not even the beginning, the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game of the season. And that was their starting offense. Now they're going to get maybe a couple of guys back this week. You mentioned Taysom. Ingram will be back. I, I personally, based on some things I've heard, I'd be a little surprised if we see Kamara. I know he's been limited. But with, with Taysom, give yourself a chance to do something when when things break down, you know, when the plays aren't there. And that's something that they're hoping he can give. They need some kind of spark right now. And, you know, the, the Cowboys dealing with all their COVID issues, you know, maybe it's it's slightly closer to a level playing field. I wouldn't call it level. The mm-hmm. Saints are missing a lot. But closer than what it was against Buffalo. And you need to win. If you win, you get the extra rest and you play the Jets. And you can talk yourself into getting healthy and possibly making a run to the postseason. But if you lose – Five straight losses, two games below 500. 
it just it feels like all is lost in terms of postseason hopes if you lose this game tomorrow night. I've given you grief in the past, had a little fun, because I know you've tattooed on your lower back, Mark Ingram. Um, but not, I'll say the, this. The tattoo thing is not true, for the record, everyone. You well. said that in the past, and now people are actually asking <laughs> to see it around Latvia. Just pick, like, just it's not lift the shirt, man. Just lift the shirt and show it. Be proud <laughs> that you're a Mark Ingram uh, Double Deuce fan. Look, here's the thing, though. I played the bite a little bit earlier of what he said yesterday, several of them, and Man, was that a good pickup for this team? The, the leadership, the he sounds like a coach. He sounds like a motivator. He's like, man, it's time to turn it around. We we're ready. The locker room's fine. Like to have that guy right now because look, Taysom Hill's going to be the quarterback moving forward. But and by by that position, you're expected to be the leader and captain. But man, I'm, I'm you just hear him yesterday. And it just takes a whole different level level of importance of how many yards or receptions he can give you. There's no question. People will look at the rushing and the receiving. It's that locker room right now when you're on a four-game losing streak and what he brings to it. Uh, and, and, yeah, it is also on the field. You know, they need to, if they can establish the run early, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't run at all. They couldn't run at all against Buffalo. You can run, you know, I mean, Bingham's better than Tony Jones Jr., Certainly, if Ramchek is maybe limited today and can play Thursday, that'll help. But if not, it's it's going to be tough sledding. And when it gets tough and when you're losing, you need the right guys in the locker room. And Mark Ingram is, is definitely one of those guys. And, and if he can run and the Saints can slow down the run, they got a shot. I mean, Dallas is 0-4 this year when they when they don't rush for 100 yards. So, you know, Ezekiel's dealing with an, with an injury. I mean, many would say he hasn't even played as good as Tony Pollard this year. So, I think um, – Dallas has lost three of four, right? Ride Ingram, ride Taysom. You're going to have to create a play in special teams or defense that, that creates immediate points. I mean, you're going to need to do multiple things to get the win, but you can get to it with that 10 days between games and then start getting some players back. You can salvage the season. If you lose tomorrow, it's, it's, I'm not saying like you, you, you hang it up and you don't try. I mean, I don't, I don't like the, the word tank when it comes to this stuff, but certainly, sure. again, Gus, when it comes to that postseason, you know, that kind of goes away, and then that's when you lean on guys like Mark Ingram, as you said, in the locker room from a leadership standpoint. Final thing on the game tomorrow, Scott, I I've, I don't know. When you see some of the players that are coming back, I feel more confident. I don't like that Ryan Ramchick went from limited to didn't practice yesterday. Teron Armstead's not practiced this week, so it looks like for another week you're not going to have you two starting tackles. It's going to be hard. I understand that. I, I still see the Saints snapping the four-game losing streak tomorrow. Do you? I don't. I mean. It's all I the just, time we have for Scott Prather, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't, man. I think it's, there's just there's so many hurdles right now. Um, it's When you're missing that many able bodies, again, I, I know he's been limited. I don't think we're going to see Kamara. Um, I hope yeah. I'm wrong. But it's you, you still, you're still dealing with guys that, that struggle to catch the football. Um, and Taysom is going to, you know, he's got a, partial, you know, half plantar fashion tear in his foot. It's these are really tough things to overcome. And um I I, I think though I think they have a better chance than they did last week, but I think it's gonna be awfully difficult. That's why I said you're gonna have to create a touchdown in, in either special teams or defense and, you know, not turn the ball over and, and, and even then you're probably still gonna need a little something else. Whenever it's if, 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 if and if these things happen you win, that's when you usually lose the game. So Hope I'm wrong, Gus, but I don't think the Saints are going to do it. 
I asked this question yesterday, Scott. Uh, Scott Prather, ESPN 1420 Open Lafayette. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm stopping short of saying they've turned the page. But the Pelicans are playing the type of basketball I feel like it could be starting the start of where we could may eventually say turn the page. Look, when, when you have the record that they have and you're six and 17 and you're so far from 500 right now, I can't say you're turning the page. Five from 500 at 500, maybe I can say that. But you're starting to see a rotation that maybe plays well together. You're starting to know that I, I think probably next week, Denver, Maybe Detroit Wednesday or Thursday or Friday of next week will be Zion's first game. I think it will be at home. Tomorrow's his first practice. Um, I, I just, I, I kind of like what I'm saying. I think that's a big win last Friday at Utah. I think it was a big win Monday against the Clippers, to be honest with you. And there's some things that I think can continue to get better. So I'm not ready to say I've turned it, but I think we're starting to see better basketball. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think early in the season you saw the effort, but it wasn't any good wins. Then you had a stretch where the effort was was not evident, and that's whenever I think people got set up. Um, England came back, you know, a couple of hiccups, but you look at the last week and a half, the effort's been there. The win at Utah was, I mean, on a buzzer beater, and there was one second left. Um, to win at L.A. Monday night, I mean, honest question. Obviously, Jokic is, is the best true center in the West. Look, Gobert's great, and 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 Aiton's great, and they're having good seasons. Are they having better seasons than Valanciunas right now? Right. I mean, I get that we I get that we bag on David Griffin, who did, but he got bagged on for extending Valanciunas before the season because everybody was thinking, "Oh, Stephen Adams, deja vu." Uh, that's looking like a pretty good deal right now. That dude is. I mean, he's. Honestly, he probably won't get in the All-Star game because, one, the Pelicans' record's poor, and two, you know, sure. usually guys like Gobert and Aiton, just they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. But if you watch the game and you look at the numbers, right. I would argue that behind Jokic, he's been the best true center in the Western Conference this season behind Jokic. And he is, uh, he's, I mean, I, I get that he's not selling tickets the way that, you know, Zion and Ingram do, and he never will. I get that. But if you're somebody that watches this team on a regular basis, there's no denying he's been the best, the most consistent player this season. No doubt. I'm not saying he's better than Ingram. I'm not saying he's better than Zion. I'm just talking about this season, what he has done for so far through what 21, 22 games. I uh, that that that's that's a tremendous trade and pickup, and the extension every single day looks like it was you know a really really good idea. Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, <laughs> the the season opener. Um, I think was, and we said it after the season over, like, that's not him. Also, we'll be talking here, I think, the rest of the season, the importance of Herbert Jones. I don't think, Scott, in the next minute and a half here, I'll get your thoughts, and i got to hit the top of the hour break. Uh, again, thanks for your time, but that's a guy I can't take off the court. I don't care if Zion's back. I can't take him off the court. I mean, since they've been in New Orleans, you can go back to the Charlotte Hornets, since they've been in New Orleans, Hornets slash Pelicans, the best second-round pick by a mile. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's not, his, his, yeah, his defense right. yeah. is out. It's 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 just I, I sit there and marvel, and, and it's one of the things that whenever they were struggling and the effort wasn't always there, he was like, "It's crazy." I was like, "Well, I'm still going to watch because of Herb Jones and, and you know, <laughs> you're Judas, watching because of Herb Jones." Yeah. Jones is one of the the great yeah. stories and bright spots uh, on the team, and yeah, I, I could watch that guy play defense all day. I love what he does. I love. 
he is not scared of anything. You would think that this guy has been in the NBA for like five years and not a rookie second-round pick the mm-hmm. way he just plays defense on some of the best players in the NBA in multiple positions, too. It's, yeah, Herb Jones, man. I mean, put him in that, that all-star rookie game. He deserves a spot in Scott Prather at Scott Mimic is the way to follow over on Twitter. Thank you so much, sir, for me. I've been over there in Lafayette 1420. Appreciate the time, bud. You got it, brother. All right, hour one.